We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on Rotogrinders.com. Talking everything week four. I am your host, as always, Chris. Beermakers fan friends back with my boys, my fellow OGs, Torian, Ed Shopper, Noto. Let's start with you this week, buddy. How are you? How was week three? And uh, let's hope we even get a week four. We're recording uh, early. We always take an early look at the slate, but I uh, got some news today uh, about the Tennessee Titans and COVID. And so we're going to continue on as if the slate's going to play uh, as a whole. So that, that's the plan here today. But Notorious, how are you, brother? And uh, again, how was your week three? Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long for, you know, one of the teams to have an outbreak. So I guess, uh, you know, it was going to happen eventually. Hopefully, you know, nothing else uh, comes of it and they can learn from it, kind of like the baseball did um, at the start of their season. But uh, week two or week three was pretty good. Um, Overall, I had a break-even week, had some good pieces, had some really uh, bad pieces, some landmines that uh, I can't seem to get away from. But uh, overall, pretty good week. And, yeah, it's a good time to be a sports fan. we got baseball playoffs starting uh, NBA finals kicking off here soon so yeah a lot of fun coming up yeah I'm excited for that finals matchup I mean Miami playing some great basketball the Lakers uh, obviously the favorite but uh, should be fun hopefully Miami can make it a series chop let's get over to you buddy how was week three uh, how's things at the chop household things are fine and I know nobody wants to hear nobody wants to hear no sad stories about no guy who's coming off a big week but man <laughs> that Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf touchdown dropped me about 20 to 30 K on Yahoo that, that uh, touchdown. So that was a little rough, but you know, man, I'm, I, I can't complain about anything. Man, Russell Wilson, we're going to talk about Russ, but uh, man, is he playing some great football right now? Just, just unbelievable. But let's dig in here. Uh, week four, again, we don't cover Thursday, Sunday night, Monday night, uh, get all your content for that over at Roto Grinders. We're going to focus on the main slate, and again, as of this recording, nothing has been canceled or moved or any of that. So we're going to press forward, uh, and hopefully we get a full week here. Uh, and this is just a little bit of a, a blip in the radar. So let's start off, boys. New Orleans and Detroit, our first game here on the main slate. Uh, Saints minus four on the road. Big total here, 54 and a half. Uh, injury notes, uh, Jared Cook left that last game. Uh, so he's questionable. Michael Thomas possibly back here this game and, and a great matchup here with Detroit uh, Detroit side of things no injuries over there so chop we'll start with you this week a big total game here uh, obviously the running game for the Saints uh, something we got to look at here Camara look great uh, against Green Bay gets a great matchup here with Detroit and Detroit got got a win on the road here but uh, fantasy wise it kind of kind of frustrating especially that backfield so chop what do you got here Saints and Lions uh so for the uh, Saints yeah it's if Michael Thomas is out, it's the Alvin Kamara show again. And I don't know. I hate, I hate, uh, there's just something, I guess, embedded inside me that hates taking guys who are coming off of back to back huge weeks and all, because it's the NFL and eventually they, they will come back to, to normal. And, uh, but if Michael Thomas is out, Kamara's still going to be the number one weapon in the offense. So you can take him. If Thomas is out, though, that might be. Man, that might be the only guy I'm really looking at. None of the other guys really are doing anything for me with Drew Brees as the quarterback. He's the check down master now. 
It doesn't, doesn't seem like he has the arm strength to push it downfield very much. It's, it hurts everybody else except for Kamara. So we'll keep an eye on Michael Thomas. But if Thomas is out, I'm only a Kamara guy. If Thomas is in, I'll go Michael and, and Alvin. That's fine. And that, that actually helps Alvin as we get Michael Thomas is in. But then on the Detroit side, avoid the backfield. Not messing with Hawkinson. He's, if he can't get it done against Arizona, with, with all these weapons coming back healthy, I don't think he's in play. But Kenny Galladay, you know, another week to get healthy. I'll take some Galladay in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Jones only three targets in, in that last game. So it's, it's clear. I mean, we, we thought they would be uh, even playing field, him and Galladay, but uh, maybe that's not the case here. And it's a good Saints defense. I know it's a high total here, but uh, I would be surprised to see Detroit put up a ton of points here. So I'm with you, Chop. It's mainly Kamara. I, I don't hate Latavius Murray, more so of a deep FanDuel play. Uh, but those receivers, Traquan Smith, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, sure, they got more targets, but uh, Sanders looked okay. But not, not something I'm really going to be overly attacking here. Noto, let's get over to you here, Saints and Lions. Yeah, pretty much all Saints for me. I uh, can't ask for a better spot. They need a win to avoid falling one and three. Uh, they're playing at home against one of the worst defenses in the NFL and the Lions. Uh, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. So love the spot for Kamara. Uh, 38 and 48 fantasy points the last two weeks. Kind of crazy. He would have broken the last uh, two main slates if he was on them. So I uh, don't mind going back there, even if Michael Thomas is back. And if Michael Thomas is back, you know where the targets are going to go. So uh, it's going to be a two-man show for me for the Saints. Don't really need to pair him with Breeze either because most of Breeze's production is going to go through those two. So like both of them, uh, and then on the Lions side, kind of agree with you guys. You know, Galladay looked pretty good in his return. Saints historically pretty tough on tight ends. They do have Lattimore uh, that might be able to shadow Galladay, but uh, for the most part, not a ton of interest in Detroit. Other than uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, uh, Saints dead last in fantasy points allowed. Uh, two tight ends so far this season. They've allowed the most receptions and yards and touchdowns. So Hawkinson, kind of a, a deep sleeper there. Uh, I think he's had a... a Sorry, at least he's had at least one 20-yard catch in all three games so far this season. All right, let's go to the betting window. Let's take a look back at last week before we do that. Uh, not great for any of us last week. Noto, you, you kept your head above water. Uh, seven, seven and six last week. So brings you to 25 and 14 uh, on the season. So up 11 units. Got to like that. Chop five and seven last week. You are an even 19 and 19. And my struggles continued. Five and eight here. So... Again, I say if you do opposite what I'm saying, you went eight and five last week. So you made some money, but I'm down 15 and 23, down eight units. So hopefully we get that turned around. Noto, uh, line here minus four, 54 and a half on the total. Absolutely hate taking favorites on the road, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, give me the Saints. I'm going to take the under here. I, I, I know there'll be points in this game, but I don't know that Detroit goes crazy here. Uh, and if both teams want to try to run the ball, maybe that slows things down. So I'll go under 54 and a half. Chop, what do you got? So, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be a big piece of information for this game that we don't have. But right now I'm going to assume he's out. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with that under also. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got Colts and Bears. Colts coming off a thrashing of the Jets. Hopefully you played the Colts defense. It seemed like every time I looked up, they were bringing a pick six back to the house. Chicago, obviously we saw that dramatic win at Atlanta. The Falcons, my goodness, boys. I don't know what's with this team. And not being able to hold the lead. It's just unbelievable. But we did see Nick Foles finally enter the equation here for the Bears injury-wise. Tariq Cohen. Uh, out for the season for Chicago, tough loss there. Uh, and then on the Indy side, the, the pass catchers are dropping. We already know Paris Campbell was out. Uh, Michael Pittman, you can add him uh, to the list as well. So, Chop, Indy, down a few pass catchers. Uh, any interest there in a T.Y. Hilton to maybe finally get it going? Uh, Mo Alley-Cox, maybe his role continues to grow. Maybe they get Hines more involved in the passing game. Uh, and then the Bears, it, it's, it's Big Dick Nick's season. So, you, you go on that route. For the Colts? Uh, it's, uh, you know, the pass catchers can be dropping, but I've, I've said it since like the beginning of the season, T.Y. Hilton's skills just don't line up with Phillip Rivers. That's, I think that's why he hasn't been very much of a factor at all. So I don't know how many guys are, are going to drop for him to be a factor, but he may not be because the quarterback's just not that good. So, uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the check down guys some more, some more Mo Ali Cox, uh, 
and Jonathan Taylor and even Neheim Hines, I think it's a maybe a little bit elevated role this week. Uh, I would take all those guys over T.Y. right now. But I understand if people are going to love T.Y. because there's extra targets out there. But I just don't know if Rivers can deliver to him. But I like those other guys a little bit more. On the Chicago side, yeah, it's a boost to the offense to get Foles back. But I'm going to caution against Allen Robinson this week. I love Allen Robinson in general with Nick Foles much more than with Trubisky back there. But this might not be the week. This may be the week to let other people load up on him, thinking he's going to do the same, you know, do the same as he did last week, replicate that performance. Indianapolis does a real good job against number one wide receivers. They really, they game plan for these guys. They're good about that. So I may just let Allen Robinson kind of let everybody else take a shot at him this week and hope that he doesn't prosper. So I'm not, man, I like, I like Foles as the quarterback, but I'm just not liking any too much else on this team. Maybe I'll take a, maybe I'll pull the trigger on Anthony Miller this week, but I don't like the running game. Can't play a tie. I can't play Jimmy Graham. Just can't oh, do you're, it. Anymore. You're not buying the, the big game for Jimmy Graham. I mean, <laughs> 10 not, targets, just, two touchdowns. Do it. Yeah, on. I just can't do that. But maybe it's an Anthony Miller. Maybe, you know, the some of those uh, second and third tier receivers for Chicago step up. Because I'm going to bank on Allen Robinson not having a super big game today or yeah, this week. I'm- I mean, we kind of wrote off Miller. Mooney had, had seemingly passed him, and they both saw five targets in that last game. But uh, Miller looked good, you know, dropped the one in the end zone, but he, he did find the end zone. So uh, not a lot I love in this game, Derek. I think Taylor is, is a play you can go with every single week. Uh, somebody's going to have to make up for some of this Tariq Cohen production, although it wasn't a lot on the Bears. Maybe there's a few more targets to go around. But uh, what do you think here, Colts and Bears? Yeah, I don't love a lot either. Uh, The running back situation in Indy, you know, we thought we had it figured out after week two and then week three. Hines played a bunch uh, even before that game got out of hand. And then, you know, Wilkins saw most of the fourth quarter run. But yeah, I mean, it seems a little expensive for me to play Taylor on the road against a pretty good run defense. So uh, I'll probably pass there and don't really want to play Phillip Rivers or any of his wideouts either. Not on the Bears side. Yeah, Uh, BDN season, you know, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I don't think they're going back to Trubisky at this point. I do think Tariq Cohen being out is going to help David Montgomery's value moving forward, but I don't want to play him against the Colts. And then, uh, like John mentioned, uh, the Colts are pretty good against wide receiver one, so that does hurt Allen Robinson a little bit. His price has gone up after that big game. Yeah, not a lot to like here for me. All right, let's see if we got any bets we like better, Derek. Minus two and a half for the Colts on the road here and a low uh, middling total at 45. Uh, I will take the under. Don't feel great about it, but I don't like either offense in this one. I'm going to go with the Bears here at home uh, with the points. Uh, I, I think Indy is the better team, but I think Chicago can keep this close. I think they'll play spirited with, with a new quarterback in there. Uh, it was a hell of a comeback. Uh, I'm going to go Bears here plus the two and a half. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you. Give me the Bears. I just can't trust Phillip Rivers on the road. All right, let's move on. Another high total game here. Arizona traveling to Carolina. Arizona, uh, three and a half point road favorites, 52 on the total. As far as Arizona, no major injuries. We'll see what happens with Christian Kirk. Uh, If he's back, we did see Andy Isabella uh, have a great game there uh, in his place. Carolina side of things, we know Christian McCaffrey remains out. Mike Davis, look good. Got, Got a bunch of work there. Uh, And I think DJ Moore, a a buy low here in this game against Arizona. But I'm going to throw it to Noto. uh, Thoughts here? High total game, a a stackable game. Who stands out as some guys you want to cram in some lineups here? This is the make or break spot for Kenyon Drake. Um, He's been really bad the first three weeks. Hasn't been very involved in the passing game. That's typically the case when you have a mobile quarterback. But uh, in terms of running backs against the Panthers so far, we saw Josh Jacobs have a huge game. Leonard Fournette had a big game. And then last week, Eckler just went nuts against them. So, uh, this will probably be the last time I play uh, Drake. Uh, he's probably going to be popular. I thought he would have uh, some leverage off of Kyler and Hopkins stacks last week. Turns out everyone just played all three of them together. Um, so that didn't provide any leverage in tournaments or, or cash games. But yeah, this entire Cardinals offense is, uh, is worth a look here. Great matchup. Going to put up a lot of points, pretty low spread. So I like uh, Kyler. I like Drake. I like Hopkins. Probably not going to be looking to Andy Isabella. I know he caught the two touchdowns, looked good, but only played on 26 snaps. Uh, He was behind Fitz and Keyshawn Johnson. So for me, uh, I like the talent, but I will wait on him for now. And then with the Panthers, I mean, Bridgewater just doesn't have a ton of upside. Uh, And then we got those three receivers that are all going to be split in time. Still like DJ Moore, but we just haven't seen a ton from him. 
Uh, the guy that should be interesting is Mike Davis at 13 carries, so more than we thought. Nine targets, 99, 91 yards from scrimmage and touchdown. Um, he played 39 of the 48 running back snaps, and those targets are just so valuable for running backs, especially uh, the guys that are in that 5K range. So I have some interest in him, uh, but mostly in the Arizona side. All right, Chap, let's get over to you here. Should be a fun game. Again, very stackable game. Uh, who are some pieces you're, uh, you're buying here in week four? Yeah. Uh, Carolina really surprised me by going on the road and winning that game this past weekend. Really killed all my Wong teasers. I'm going to tell you that much right now, man. <laughs> damn charges, I swear. But I'm, I'm in the same boat. You could play anybody here. Arizona's got the – you know, the big uh, – I want to say the big three, but Kenyon Drake really hasn't been that big this year. But Murray, Drake, Hopkins, if Kirk is out or injured, uh, Isabella, I know people are going to say the snap counts and stuff, but he's just a playmaker. So even if he's on there for far less snaps than Keyshawn Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald, he's just the, the playmaker out of the rest of those guys. So I don't mind going back to him if people are going to cry about the snap count. But <laughs> then on the Carolina side – yeah, Mike Davis surprised me. That was a tough matchup, and he got there. He got he exceeded by a pretty pretty wide margin there. And then uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, man, it's a you know people are I'm looking at it. I still it feels like Robbie Anderson is the number one guy here. I don't know why, but I know we want to you know DJ Moore has the pedigree, but uh, he's just so much less likely to get you a touchdown than than Robbie Anderson. So. I think they're both in play, but I would lean towards Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, big plays, both these guys. Price is down on DJ Moore, so I I, I like both of those guys uh, this week here. Uh, Chop, how about a betting pick? Uh, again, Arizona minus three and a half, uh, big 52-point total. Okay, give me a big bounce back here for Arizona, so I'm taking Arizona. All right, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I'll take Arizona as well. I am going to make it a sweep here. I agree. I think Arizona, the much better team. I'm with you. Chop Carolina surprised the hell out of me uh, winning that game. But uh, I think Arizona bounces back here uh, and gets it done here in Carolina. All right, next one, Baltimore coming off uh, that tough Monday night game we just watched last night, Kansas City. I'll put them on them, but they go to Washington now. Uh, big road favorites here are the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, no major injuries on other side of the ball here, but – uh, Derek, let's go to you here. Is this just a bounce back spot for this offense? And uh, do you think they'll be lower owned? Do you think we can get an edge there? People just going to be going right back to the well here. You got to think Lamar Brown, uh, Andrews, all these guys can get it going here against Washington. Yeah. Well, from an ownership standpoint, I think it's nice that uh, salaries came out before that game because uh, the Ravens do feel expensive in this spot. You know, Lamar's at 81 by far the most uh, expensive quarterback of the slate. And then uh, Andrews and Brown aren't really cheap either. So I think it's a great spot for them. I feel bad for Washington. <laughs> they're they're going to be uh, the ones that, you know, the Ravens take their anger out on in this one. Uh, I love the spot. I think it's a great spot, especially for Marquise Brown. Uh, the front seven for Washington is really good, and their secondary has just been torched. Uh, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to receivers this season, and I think that number goes up after this week. So love Brown. I'm fine pairing him up with LJ or Andrews. Um, don't want anything to do with the running backs like always. And then Washington, I think it's just a fade for me. You know, McKissick is splitting time with Gibson in the backfield. Uh, maybe go to Logan Thomas. That's kind of the only way to beat the Ravens is uh, with the tight end. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of dump offs since they are going to be playing from behind. At least that's how I see the game playing out. So maybe Logan Thomas, but that's it. Yeah, I don't mind Mark Andrews either. I don't think anyone's going to want to pay that price. I mean, it didn't look great. Did see eight targets in that game. But uh, let Washington early on here. Now, small sample, but uh, second ranked uh, against the pass in DVOA. So, uh, so far, so good here for, for Washington's defense. But uh, we saw Cleveland chop, do whatever they wanted to do here. Uh, same story here. Is Baltimore just going to go in and roll them? And uh, who are you prioritizing here in week four on the Ravens side? Yeah, so uh, I got – a couple of people out there I know that are that are Ravens fans and specifically Lamar Jackson fans. And one guy's a he's a farmer in Middle America and he's just a Ravens fan. I don't know. I don't know how he got there, but like less than a hundred yards passing, man, in a in a big game, primetime game, Lamar Jackson. That's pretty pathetic right there. Like you oof, that's rough, man. So they're definitely gonna throttle Washington here. And uh, they're going to do it with Lamar and let him get some confidence. And then these guys, 
like this farmer, they're going to come back and they're going to talk to me about how good Lamar is and he's the MVP and the numbers look good. But listen, this is, you could just see the writing on the wall for what's going to happen here. So yeah, Lamar is going to have a big game because they're going to let him get a little confidence. I mean, God, I fell for that stupid boinking game on, on the showdown. You know, <laughs> uh, he got, I think he put up a goose egg, man. I thought maybe he'd come in there and do something, but so I don't know. I'm not falling for that one again. Marquise and Mark Andrews are fine. Uh, eventually they, they pull up a lead and they don't, they don't need to pass anymore. So I think they'll let JK Dobbins be the guy who kills the clock. So I don't mind Dobbins as a sleeper pick and uh, Ravens should put up points. And on the flip side there, Washington, uh, I can't do it. I don't think I could pull the trigger on it. McLaren's almost always in play for me because he's the sole offense here, but I don't even want to do that this week against a very perturbed Ravens defense. Yeah, I mean, you can make a case for Logan Thomas as well, seeing a ton of targets uh, this season. And we saw Kelsey do some damage against this defense, but that would be more of just a run it back. You know, I'm, I'm not really seeking out any of these Washington guys. Huge, huge underdogs in this game. So uh, I agree with you. And the Baltimore running backs, I mean, one, I think one of these guys could get there. It's just choosing uh, which one it's going to be. So maybe, maybe mixing and matching. A deep, deep tournament plays there. But uh, chop betting-wise, Baltimore, big favorites here, minus 12 and a half, uh, 47 on the total. Oh, uh, man, I, uh, it's such a huge number for a road team, but I just feel like this is a throttle spot, so I'm, I'm taking Baltimore here. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing there. I'm going Baltimore. I, I just don't see how Washington keeps this game close. So uh, uh, Ravens for me as well. Derek, what do you got? Feels so wrong, but, yeah, give me Baltimore. All right, let's move on. And the next game, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. So we're, we're going to go and we're going to evaluate it really quick. Uh, whispers that it could be moved uh, to Tuesday. So, you know, if anything, uh, we'll still give you the plays we like here and, and hopefully it all applies. So uh, we'll try to keep it brief just in case this game doesn't go. Uh, Chop, we'll go over to you. As of now, Pittsburgh minus two here as road favorites, 47 on the total. Uh, injury-wise, Deontay Johnson we saw. Uh, get banged up in that last game, so we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, Tennessee side, A.J. Brown, not sounding good on him, uh, so I doubt he comes back this week. So uh, we'll be brief here, but we want to cover it. So, Chop, what do you got here, Steelers and Titans? I mean, in the, in the, for the sake of being brief, even if this game was 100% to be played normally, I don't think I like anybody in this game anyway. I just uh, A tough defense in Pittsburgh makes me not want the Tennessee side, and then on the – the Pittsburgh offensive side, Deontay, if he's out, I think that hurts the offense a lot. And uh, I, I think I'll pass on this game. All right, I'm a little more optimistic here. I, I still think the running backs can be in play here. I, I'd probably be more on Connor here in, in a better matchup. We saw Dalvin Cook look good against this defense. And at tight end, Eric Ebron, I hate to say it, but no Deontay. He was the guy that, that kind of stepped up and saw seven targets, uh, found the end zone in that last game. So, I don't mind those guys. Tennessee side, I'm, I'm probably with you. I'm, I'm out against this defense here. So, uh, Derek, your thoughts? Agree with Chop? Any other plays you see in this game? Steelers and Titans. Similar to you, Beer, I think the running backs are going to be in play if this game does go. Uh, James Conner played 53 snaps. We know the Steelers, they like their workhorse running backs. You know, Snell's kind of out of the mix. They gave a little bit of work to McFarland, but it was mostly Conner last week, and the Titans much better against the pass than they are against the run. Johnson's out. You can look at uh, Juju, you can look at Claypool, uh, you can look at Ebron, but not a great matchup. And then, uh, yeah, Steelers, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think they're top two against the run and the pass so far. Uh, so Henry, he's certainly capable of having a big game, but so many running backs that I like this week that I just don't think I'll get there. All right, we got Pittsburgh minus 247. I'm going to lead it off here. I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, Tennessee, it's just been a struggle all season. That game in Denver, the game in Minnesota, that they've been pulling out wins, but uh, hasn't been pretty. That Pittsburgh defense, uh, no joke here. So I think this is where the run ends for the Titans. I'll take the Steelers. Derek, minus two and 47 on the total. I will take the under, uh, especially if like the Titans don't get any time to practice and all that. So give me the under. Chop, what do you got? I want the under here also. All right, let's move on. Oh, next game, we got the Chargers uh, off that tough loss, like we mentioned, uh, to Carolina. Uh, going to Tampa here. Tampa, big home favorites uh, in this game. Big win out in Denver for them. Uh, Injury-wise, the Chargers, we saw Mike Williams injure his hamstring, so we'll keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay side, uh, Chris Godwin, not looking good here on the Tampa Bay side. So 
Uh, Derek, we'll go to you here. I, the more so the questions are on the Tampa Bay side is, what are we doing with these running backs? I mean, we, we thought Leonard Fournette was taking over. That, that didn't happen. And then any of these cheaper Tampa Bay receivers uh, interest you. It's a tough secondary. I don't think it's such a slam dunk spot here for Mike Evans like we've had in the past. But any of these other guys are viable here this week against the Chargers on the Tampa side? Yeah, I mean, we even had a Rob Gronkowski siding there in yes. Denver. Um, Welcome back, Robert. He, he actually looked pretty decent. Uh, maybe I was just watching in, in slow-mo or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin being out would definitely help Mike Evans. He'll probably get shadowed by Chris Harris, which isn't great. Uh, I think the opportunities, opportunities will still be there. But I think Scotty Miller is going to be my favorite cheap uh, option in this offense. As far as the running backs, I don't think you can trust either one. And uh, I don't think we need to against the Chargers anyway, so – uh, they're going to be a fade for me, both Jones and Fournette. On the other side, as long as Herbert's under center, uh, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen are both going to be viable. Last two weeks for Eckler, 152 rushing yards, 139 receiving yards, 15 targets and a touchdown. Keenan Allen over the last two games, 20 receptions on 29 targets, 228 yards and a touchdown. So he's just checking down to these guys every single play. Uh, and even in a tough matchup against the Bucks, I think the volume is still going to be there. They're going to be trailing. So I think it's actually a pretty good spot for both of them. Yeah, Herbert's really locked in on Keenan Allen. That's been his guy. So I, I like that call. Tampa Bay, we know, very stout against the run. And that kind of takes a, a guy like Josh Kelly out of play. But uh, Eckler certainly squarely in play here. And do want to mention those cheap Tampa receivers I mentioned, Scotty Miller and Justin Watson, both questionable here. So, again, I think there will be some value here. But keep an eye on that. And it may lead to a guy like Tyler Johnson, who I know Chop uh, is very familiar with, uh, maybe having a bigger role here this week so chop let's go to you here chargers and bucks yeah so uh first things first is you know after that first game from herbert where you know they lost to kansas city but he looked good uh, you know I've, i have made some disparaging remarks to justin about justin herbert for a while now i didn't think he was that good of a quarterback and i had a lot of guys come at me and bumping their gums about oh you could be better delete that you know but Listen, it's a long, it's a long way, man. We're going to figure this out. I still don't know that he's that good of a quarterback. So I'm sticking by my guns here. He's, uh, yeah, you're right. He's checking. He's doing a lot of Keenan Allen work. He's locking in on Keenan, Keenan Allen. So that's Keenan Allen's the guy right there. But I don't think Herbert's that good. Eckler, eh, I could play Eckler this week. The rest of these guys don't interest me that much. On the flip side, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm not going to delete Mike Evans from my player pool because Godwin being out is going to force a lot of action his way. But I'm on I'm on board with taking, like you guys said, one of those second or third guys, a Scotty Scotty Miller, maybe even a Tyler Johnson, a sleeper like that. But yeah, I, I'll pass on this backfield and I'll pass on Tom Brady. All right, Chop Tampa minus seven and a half at home, forty five on the total. Yeah, that's a bit. That's too big of a number. I think. I think the Chargers are a better team than what they showed against Carolina. Obviously, I'm gonna take the Chargers plus those big points. I am as well. I I just think they thought they could uh, walk in and steamroll Carolina, and Carolina punched them in the mouth. So I think it was a wake up call here. I don't think Tampa's dramatically better than this Chargers team. So I will take uh, the Chargers with the points as well. Derek, what do you got? Our records are going to be very similar this week. Give me the Chargers. They always find a way to lose these games, but they're typically close. All right, next game should be a fun one. Seattle travels to Miami. Uh, the Russell Wilson show uh, hits the road here in another uh, great matchup here. 54 on the total, obviously coming off that big win against Dallas. Miami uh, took care of business uh, on Thursday night in Jacksonville. Uh, no major injuries. Chris Carson, obviously a big name we'll keep an eye on. Uh, not sure if he's going to play or not. I don't think they need to rush him back. So, uh, Chop, it sounds like if he's out, it's going to be a big Carlos Hyde week, probably going to be one of the more popular plays on the slate. We know Russ, Lockett, Metcalf going to be popular here. And on the Miami side, I, I love me some Fitz Magic uh, this week. So talk me off the ledge here, Seattle and Miami. I will not talk you off of this pad. I think it's a perfectly fine matchup. These are the kind of things he thrives in a game like this. So uh, they should get behind early. I don't mind Fitz, Fitzpatrick at all. Uh, uh, Parker, I prefer Parker as my lead receiver on that team, followed by Jusecki. And uh, don't sleep on Miles Gaskin. Kind of, uh, believe it or not, even after acquiring Brietta and Howard in the offseason, Gaskin's the guy that's kind of, working his way into the number one running back role. So I don't hate on Miles Gaskin, man. He's a pretty talented kid. But then on the Seattle side, if if uh, 
Oh, man, if Chris Carson is out this week, I will not be participating in Carlos Hyde week. Uh, I still think it would be a a pretty pretty even split amongst two, maybe three guys. Yeah. I don't think they'll trust Carlos Hyde. So it's the Russell Wilson, man. He's, he's the one that's been doing it this year. They're on the road. I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. I'll take Wilson, Lockett, and Metcalf. Lock those guys in and and pass on the rest of those guys. I mean, this five touchdowns every week, Derek, in his sleep. So <laughs> I'm a chop. I, I don't want nothing to do with Carlos Hyde. I'm almost hoping Carson is out and, and Hyde is in there. And I, I will gladly fade that. Uh, it is a great matchup. I think he can, you know, maybe he falls in the end zone, maybe he gets some numbers. But the, the price is not like he's a, a free square here. So, uh, and then Fitzmagic, same question to you. you, you you're on board here with, with the Miami offense against this terrible Seattle defense so far. Yeah, in terms of Carlos Hyde, you mentioned it. The price just isn't there. Uh, it's a different time when it comes to DFS. He used to be able to just plug in these cheap running backs. He would have been like 3,500 getting the start. Doesn't need to do a whole lot to pay off that salary. Now he's 5,300. You know, either has to score a touchdown or two, or you know, crack the 100 yard mark to end up paying off that salary. Not going to be heavily involved in the passing game. So I'm with you guys. We'll be fading Carlos Hyde. I like Russell Wilson. He's going to be good in any matchup. I like that this game is on the road. Hopefully, it can stay competitive. And if I'm choosing between the two receivers, I'll go with Lockett. You know, runs more of his uh, his routes in the slot. And then Metcalf's outside. He's going to have to deal with Byron Jones, uh, Xavier Howard. Jones has been out the last couple of weeks, so keep an eye on that. But uh, Miami, their only good defensive pieces are their two cornerbacks. And then on the Dolphins side, make it three for three. I like Fitzmagic uh, quite a bit here. Love pairing him up with Devontae Parker. Two very tough cornerback matches the first two weeks and then caught all five of his targets last week against the Jags. Wasn't a huge game, but they only threw the ball 20 times because they didn't have to throw it at all that much. Um, they were playing with such a big lead. And the Seahawks have been a pass funnel defense. So love the spot for those two. And I definitely think you can stack this game up. Yeah, you mentioned the funnel fourth uh, in DVOA against the run, 29th against the pass for Seattle. So I, I love the touches that Gaskin's getting. I love the price point. Uh, I just think I'm going to lean more towards uh, the passing game here. So uh, as far as uh, betting-wise, Derek, we have Seattle minus six and a half. Uh, always one of those uh, interesting numbers, six and a half, and a big 54-point total here. Uh, Parker catches three touchdowns. That's at least, you know, 21 for the Dolphins. <laughs> and uh, so give me the over. I'm going over as well. I, I don't think either off or either defense can stop either of these offenses. And we've seen Seattle just score at will. I think Miami's going to do enough here. So – uh, as much as I want to take Miami, I'm going to go with the over as well at 54. Chop, what do you got? You know, I thought I saw a seven on this game. I thought I saw it at seven. Well, you're getting six and a half here, ah, baby. Come on, man. I, I, <laughs> we'll we'll allow mean, you to buy the half point, Chop. <laughs> I, uh, I think I really want to take Miami in this spot right here. I just, uh, you know, uh, when a team has a really bad defense, which they both, you say they both do, well, one of them is Seattle. When they have that bad of a defense and you're on the road, it's tough to cover that that big number. So I'm going to take Miami here. All right, let's move on. Next game, we got Derek's uh, Jacksonville Jags back in action, uh, coming off that loss to Miami, traveling to Cincinnati, coming off a tie. Was that the ugliest game that you guys have ever – I mean, Philly and Cincy, if you watch any of that, absolutely hot garbage, man. That Both them teams are really struggling. But news-wise, DJ Chark obviously still questionable. Uh, James Robinson, guys, is now $700 more than Joe Mixon. So th that's where we're at uh, here in 2020. The Cincinnati side of things, uh, T. Higgins uh, you know, had led the, led the team in routes run. And uh, is the breakout real or was this a fluke? So, uh, Chop, we'll go to you here first. Uh, again, another name you're very familiar with, with your college football prowess. So tell us about T. Higgins. And then are we buying James Robinson here? Kind of hard to argue the workload right now. T. Higgins' game was not a fluke. Uh, it starts off by having John Ross inactive for that game, a healthy scratch, which means they were already kind of planning on something going down, giving that workload to somebody. And then we've all, uh, I mean, everybody across the whole NFL DFS landscape has pointed out just how poor A.J. Green has looked physically so far. What about so, the air yards, though? Yeah, the air yards are great, but everybody wants, to, everybody wants to point out how he's kind of stuck in quicksand running and stuff. So so you kind of knew something was going on there, and then no John Ross. So T. Higgins, that's not a fluke of, a, that's not a fluke of an outing. They, they, they targeted him and hard and heavy, and 
Like that's a rookie to a rookie, man. That's might be your connection for the next 10 years. And T Higgins is very talented. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be on that again. I wouldn't mind taking a shot on that, but my preferred play there is Tyler Boyd. I just think he's the better wide receiver right now with the experience. So Tyler Boyd, I like Joe Burrow this week and uh, Joe Mixon. I don't know, man, you're still, it's cheaper than James Robinson, but he's still 5,800. That's, and things just haven't clicked for him this year. We'll see how that plays out. But for Jacksonville, yes, I, I believe in Jay Ro- James Robinson. He looks like the best back in the backfield. Plenty of opportunity there. It's a weak defense he's going up against. He's actually done it. He's, he's performed against much higher defenses this year. So James Robinson seems fine. Doesn't seem like a fluke. I think the big question for me is DJ Shark. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be in there or not? If he is, I want to attack with DJ Shark. If he's not... Then we're in trouble here. You know, Gardner Minshew's in trouble. We saw what he did against Miami. It was pretty terrible performance without his number one guy in there. So kind of all hinges on Shark. If he's in, I want Shark. If he's out, I'll probably just stick to James Robinson. Yeah, let's let's ask Derek. This is his team. Let, let's pretend Shark is out because we saw that the receivers really disappoint. I mean, Cole, Chenault, uh, Conley seemed like he dropped everything that was coming his way. Uh, Westbrook it was playing some snaps. So uh, parse through that for us. If Chark is out, any interest there? And uh, Cincinnati side of things, uh, I'm with Chop. I, I really believe in T. Higgins. Uh, the Jags dead last uh, in DVOA against the pass. So uh, a stack of Burrow, Higgins, uh, you could even include Tyler Boyd with the old double stack. Uh, something I'm really going to be heavy on this week. Pretty big total here, close game. So uh, all about the Cincinnati offense. Uh, I don't mind Robinson, but uh, Derek, what about them Jags receivers? What do we do there? Yeah, like I said, after one, that was uh, the Jaguars Super Bowl. Uh, they're already making their offseason plans for sure. Uh, the jokes aside, I mean, Minshew can't play worse than he did last week. It's a decent enough matchup. Um, if Chark's active, I think the offense gets going a little bit. If he's out, you know, Conley got the biggest boost in terms of his role, but he was pretty terrible. So I'd rather have Keelan Cole or Chenault, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, James Robinson, definitely the piece you want in this offense. It's nice to see him get some uh, – you know, pass down work. He's had 10 targets over the last two weeks in addition to all the carries that he's going to get and uh, the goal line work. So right there with you guys, I'd like Robinson over anyone else on the Jaguars side and kind of love all the Bengals. You know, Joe Mixon yet to score, but he's had at least 19 touches in every game. This will probably be the best game script he's had. Uh, And this is his cheapest price point too. So uh, a lot of combinations that we like there. Uh, Chalk running backs have not been great so far this season, but uh, I think Mixon pays off his salary here. Agree on T. Higgins. Uh, looks a lot better than A.J. Green. I had to write about the Bengals last week and had a ton of air yards and like none of them were catchable. So we need a new catchable air yard stat, not just there you go. You throw it 60 yards downfield that's 30 yards over the guy's head. That shouldn't count for much. So yeah, give, give them analytics guys something to do, Derek. <laughs> you're creating new categories and that's, there you go. So you're, you're getting some uh, some excitement brewing here. And, uh, yeah, Tyler Boyd, he's going to see the higher quality targets over the middle of the field. He's always going to be in play. And then uh, don't mind going back to Drew Sample. You know, I wasn't really on him last week. Kind of got some love uh, around the industry and disappointed. Jaguars have not defended the position very well so far. So Sample could be the uh, sneaky guy in this offense. Sample, big miss for me last week. I I was a believer in what I saw in that Cleveland game. I thought he'd be really involved in the offense and just wasn't. So I don't mind going back to a guy like that. Nobody's going to want to play him coming off that game. So I really like that call. He could be a part of those stacks as well. Was getting some red zone targets. So uh, Chop, you come up with that new stat for us, and we'll look forward to hearing from you about it next week on the air yards. But uh, let's go to the betting window here, Derek. Cincy minus three at home, 49 on the total. You know which way I'm going. Give me Cincy. <laughs> I, th- I thought the Jags money line <laughs> bet was coming for sure. Uh, I'm going to agree on Cincy. Uh, it seems like uh, Jacksonville, like I said, has given up already. And uh, Cincy, the better team, in my opinion. So give me the Bengals. Chop, what do you got? I'm working on it. It's F-A-Y, Fay, feasible air yards. There That's you gonna go. Be our, gonna be our Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Get on it. Yeah, y'all got to be bored out there. There's not much to do for you. Create a new one. Faye. Are we keeping track by hand? Are we watching the games? And, oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're not. Somebody will yeah, pass we're not. That. <laughs> you, can, you can come on the pod with, with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll find a spot. We may have a week 18 with the way things are going here. So we'll, we'll save you a spot there. In, uh, very, in very last true. Week. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, a, I'm in agreement here. Joe Burrow is going to get uh, his first career win here by a pretty wide margin. Give me Cincy. 
Yeah, don't forget about his running ability. I mean, he, he's kind of been ugly and, and some of the throws, but uh, he, he gives you that upside, and the numbers have been there fantasy-wise. So uh, reminiscent of a, a Josh Allen almost, where he's going he's gonna to get points no matter what, and if he does put it together, which, which this is the best matchup you can ask for, uh, the ceiling huge here with Joe Burrow. So uh, love that call. All right, let's move on. Cleveland and Dallas. Cleveland coming off that win against Washington as expected. Uh, no major injuries on their side of the ball. Uh, Dallas, uh, tough loss for you there, Chop, uh, in Seattle. Dallas home favorites here, huge total. Chop, we'll go to you here for your your Cowboys uh, at home against the Browns. What do we got? Well, uh, this, is, this is a tough game here for me personally because uh, I know what the, we know what the Cowboys offense is. Their defense has been uh, the thing that's been uh, really bad, but uh, Baker Mayfield on the road may be a cure right there. I just he hasn't performed very well this past week. They put up a big number, but they did that with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Baker he has his, he has big problems. So if Dallas can defend Chubb and Hunt, I think they can limit Cleveland's offense enough. So uh, man, what do I take over there? I guess you could take Odell as a one-off. I prefer. I prefer a little Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt almost every week. So those are the two guys I'll target on that side. And then on the Dallas side, that's where I think we can get uh, just about whatever we want to play over there. There's a there's a piece of me that says, you know, they've had enough of the defense uh, putting so much on their shoulders that they're going to start establishing, uh, establishing the run now. So I would not doubt Ezekiel Elliott gets maybe 25-plus carries in this game and they slow the game down, and it's not this big, you know, we got it it's set at 55 right now or something like that. Like, I wouldn't doubt if it's that's way over the number because they drain the clock and establish the run. So I think Elliott has a big game. If I'm one off in some receivers here, this week I'm going to – I think I'm going to lean Michael Gallup. Cooper got banged up a little bit, and CeeDee Lamb got banged up, and their performance showed after they got hurt, and it was the Michael Gallup show. So I'll go back to Michael Gallup. Yeah, I mean, he looked great. I and mean, he was the guy we, I think we talked about, you know, the guy that would go overlooked. Everybody wanted to play the other guys. Dalton Schultz was also pretty involved. Uh, six targets in that offense. But I love the Zeke call. Home favorites here. Cleveland, although they are top, top 10 against both the pass uh, and the run so far. But, I mean, who have they really faced? I mean, we're talking Washington. Uh, we're talking Cincinnati. So take those numbers with somewhat of a grain of salt. But I uh, love the Zeke call uh, by Chop. Derek, what do you got here? Cleveland and Dallas. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of just playing the lowest owned of the three uh, receivers for the Cowboys. You know, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup, they're going to make plays throughout the course of the season. So if you can have the lowest owned of the three, I think that makes sense. You know, Mari Cooper would be my favorite if we take ownership out of it. Does have 35 targets, 267 yards uh, through the first three weeks. Hasn't scored a, a touchdown just yet. So maybe some positive regression coming there. And then, yeah, I agree with Chop. I think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more. I just don't think they're going to find themselves down three touchdowns in this one like they have the last two weeks. So don't think uh, Prescott's going to be airing it out 50 times. I like the bounce back spot for Zeke quite a bit. And on the Brown side, not a lot of interest. I mean, Nick Chubb, he looks awesome, but he doesn't get a lot of pass catching work. And uh, you always worry about Hunt coming in and vulturing those touchdowns. And like Chubb mentioned, Baker Mayfield just hasn't looked great. We know Dallas, they've been beat by a lot of receivers so far this season, but I just don't really love the spot for any of them. I don't know if uh, he can get the ball to Beckham and Landry uh, to make them good enough plays. So for me, I'm going to be fading Cleveland. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm having a hard time. I really like anything on this Cleveland side. I'm with you guys. So if anything, it's Odell, but it, it just, it doesn't, doesn't feel great. Even at 5,800 is a great price for him, but uh, he would probably be the run it back. If I'm going with a Zeke or I'm going with a Dak uh, to Gallup or whatever. I agree completely, Derek, finding the lower own guy and it may very well be Gallup again. That price jumped up on him uh, to 6,200. So I, I think people are going to say, I'm going to save 800 and go with CD. I'm going to pay 500 more uh, and go with Cooper. So uh, always a situation to keep an eye on each week is the ownership of those guys. So uh, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, betting wise here, Derek, Dallas minus four and a half at home, uh, 55 on the total. 
total feels a little inflated to me. You know, the Cowboys have just gotten in holes, and then they've had to score a bunch of points to catch up. I think it's going to be a different game script, so give me the under. I'm going under as well. Two teams that, that really want to run the ball. I know Dallas can throw it around the yard as well, but uh, both these teams, uh, stud running backs, and I think they're going to want to keep the other offense off the field. So that number seems high to me as well. I'll go under 55. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, I forgot to mention, you know, it's been like a year plus a few games this year that Mayfield and Odell have been together. And Odell's had that one, he's had one good game on Monday Night Football against the Jets. And it was basically buoyed by like an 80-yard touchdown. One, he's had one really good game with Baker. It's weird. You would have thought, you know, leaving Eli, he would have prospered. That's what we all thought this time last year, but it never happened. So, uh, I'm taking the Cowboys here to cover that spread. All right, moving on. We're still in the 1 o'clock window. The NFL did a great job last week, giving us five games at 4 o'clock. This week we're back to three. But uh, we'll wrap up the early window here. Uh, Minnesota and Houston, this is another one of those games that, that could be in jeopardy. Let's keep our fingers crossed uh, that Minnesota did, did not uh, have any COVID cases. Nothing, again, as of this recording. But uh, going to Houston here, Another big total in this game. We're talking 54 and a half. Uh, Minnesota side of things, I think it's a great spot for Dalvin Cook, uh, who looked great last week. Uh, we saw Justin Jefferson uh, break out last week, so he finally got it going. And the Houston side, Chop, I, this offense just has had a tough draw. I mean, some, some very difficult matchups. Now they get Minnesota at home, and I think this could be a spot where people sleeping on this offense. I, I think it could be a huge bounce back here. So uh, give me a lot of pieces here on Houston, but – what do you think here? Texans, Vikings, Chop. They've had a, a tough draw, but they are also really feeling the effects of trading eh, a top two, maybe top three at worst, wide receiver in the game of football for a run-of-the-mill running back is basically what they swapped out there, and, and now they're feeling it, man. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we could go Will Fuller here. If, if he's going to have that big breakout here, this would be this would be a good game to do it. It's a, it's a great matchup, and he's at home. So, Will Fuller, Deshaun to get back on track. Uh, I don't know if I trust any of the other auxiliary receivers. Maybe David Johnson. He's getting the workload. If Duke Johnson is out, the touches will obviously be there. So you can go that route. But Will Fuller's the one who appeals the most to me in, on that side of the ball. And then on the flip side, Dalvin's fine. Uh, I'm expecting a, a bigger game out of Thielen this week. I, again, just like T. Higgins, I don't think the Justin Jefferson breakout was a fluke. I'm not expecting that kind of performance again. But – They've been slowly trending him into the number two option on this team, and it just kind of like, kind of finally came to fruition there this past week. So Justin Jefferson's not going anywhere. He's not a fluke. He's a good receiver, and, he, and he's going to establish himself as the number two guy. But this week, I'm going back to Adam Thielen big time. Yeah, I mean, even take the 70-yarder the away. I mean, the guy still had 100 yards receiving. So uh, I really like him. The, you're going to get a, a nice cheap price here for a little bit. Good matchup here with Houston. Uh, Houston side, I don't disagree with Will Fuller, but I don't hate Brandon Cooks either, 4,500 in this matchup. So uh, a little bit cheaper, saves you some money there. We know the upside's there. We haven't seen it. Uh, this could be the matchup that kind of unlocks that. So uh, kind of a cheaper wide receiver play I like this week uh, in Brandon Cooks. Uh, Derek, what do you got here, Vikings and Texans? I love Dalvin Cook as a leverage play last week, and as long as he doesn't gain a ton of traction this week, uh, I'll go right back to the well. If you look at offensive line yards, uh, Minnesota number two in offensive line yards, and then uh, Houston number 28 in defensive line yards. So he's going to have a lot of running room. Don't think a ton of people will take a three and a half point dog on the road uh, at that price point. So love the spot for him. I do think Justin Jefferson is going to help open things up for Thielen, you know, over the middle. So I kind of like him as well. And then on the Texan side, we haven't seen Deshaun Watson have that monster game just yet. Uh, perhaps it comes this week against the Vikings. Their defense is not what it used to be. You can beat him on the ground or through the air. So you can pair him up with Fuller. Uh, I actually don't hate David Johnson either. You know, he's playing pretty much every snap and they're lining him up out wide too. Uh, they're giving him the goal line work and they're giving him, you know, uh, uh, snaps in the slot. So I think a lot of interesting pieces in this game. I don't think either defense is going to stop anybody. So I like the stack here. All right, Derek, minus three and a half for the Texans and a big 54 and a half point total. Uh, taking the over. I, I, I really think this game goes over. I am going to take Houston here. I also like the over, but uh, we got to mix it up a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to go Houston here at home minus three and a half. Chop. 
I guess we're really going to mix it up because I'm taking Minnesota. All right, it, here we giving go. Giving me the, that extra half a point does it for me. I think uh, at I think if Houston wins, it's it's a field goal win at best. All right, Chop taking the hook. All right, we're going to move on to the afternoon slate. Three games, kind of some ugly games here, but uh, at least we get three. So we'll start with the Giants, uh, who look terrible once again. Uh, got throttled by the Niners at home. Uh, going to L.A. to take on the Rams. Rams big 13-point favorites here. Uh, Daryl Henderson, another guy that, that has arrived, Derek. He is here, uh, a home favorite. Uh, obviously, a spot we like our running backs. Uh, they got some injuries there in the backfield. Tough loss at Buffalo, but a hell of a comeback. So uh, they, they could have just rolled over. They did not. So a good spot here against the Giants. Uh, we load up on Henderson. We go and golf in the passing game or all of the above here against this Giants defense. I will start with the best play of this game, and that's going to be the Rams' defense. Yes. Uh, the Giants' offensive line is just terrible. I mean, Saquon Barkley, the, one of the best athletes in the NFL, couldn't get more than like two yards of carry, so I don't think Freeman and Lewis and Gallman are going to do anything. Daniel Jones has at least two turnovers in every game so far. Huge underdogs on the road. They're going to be throwing it. So love the spot for Aaron Donald in this defense. Um, as far as the Giants pass catchers, Darius Slayton's probably going to see shadow coverage from Jalen Ramsey. So if they're going to move the ball at all, it'll probably be Tater Ingram, but I don't love either one of them. And then as long as uh, Cam Akers is out, yeah, I'll go back to Daryl Henderson. Sounds like he's going to draw the start. He's had over 240 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns in the last six quarters alone. So I uh, love the spot for Henderson, pair him up with that defense. And uh, I don't mind the pass catchers. I just don't know if they're going to need to air it out all that much here. The Giants been uh, particularly stout against the run thus far. Uh, eighth in DVOA, but 30th uh, against the pass so far. So, again, early season numbers. Henderson has looked phenomenal. I like him, but I do like the passing game here as well. Chop, uh, is this just a load them up spot here for the Rams against the Giants? I don't think so. Uh, the Giants offense looks terrible, so I agree that I probably won't be on any of those guys. But, I mean, their defense has impressed me uh, in comparison to what it was last year. I, I think that they're they're learning a new system, and they're, they're doing pretty well, man. I mean, it, last week was really tough for them, but that's what happens when you get put behind the eight ball with your offense. But So I don't necessarily think it's like a load-em-up spot for the Rams, but, I mean, Robert Woods has really stood out this year. Uh, so he's definitely the focal point of the offense. Don't mind going to Robert Woods. Cooper Cup had the good, the right matchup last week. I think he's a matchup-based play moving moving forward. So I don't know that I'm going to go back there this week. It's Robert Woods. It's Henderson, who's, man, you know, earlier this year, I thought uh, he may sneak in there and establish himself as the number one. Uh, it looks like it maybe it took a Cam Akers injury, but I think he's finally getting there. So he's a talented guy, man. So don't what he does isn't a fluke. So I don't mind going to Daryl Henderson. All right, Chop, we got Rams minus 13 here. Big spread Ooh. and 47 and a half Ooh. on the total. 13, so much. Man, after that embarrassment that they, they got handed last week, uh, I, I wouldn't doubt if the Giants show a little more pride. So I'm going to take the under. I'm not going to take the Giants, but I'll take them to show a little pride and, and maybe play good defense. I'll take the under. Oh, I really want to take the Giants. Uh, Derek, let's go to you here. I'm torn on this game. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, if you want the Giants, you should probably wait until Sunday. This line opened at 9. It's already up to 13. Yeah, that's what's, um, that's making me nervous. So it could get it way up there. Um, but I'm going to take the under. I'd rather have the Rams side, but that's too many points for me. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. I just can't pull the trigger. The Giants just look terrible, and that was at home. Now traveling across the country, I don't know that they're going to be able to score a ton against this offense. And, you know, maybe the Rams put in cruise control towards the end of the game. So I'm going to leave the Giants alone, and I'm going to go under here as well. All right, two games left here on the DFS OGs podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, you guys. Buffalo. Minus three, traveling to Las Vegas, 52 and a half on the total. A lot of injuries here for the Buffalo side of things we got to keep an eye on. Uh, Zach Moss missed last week. He remains questionable. John Brown left last week's game with a calf injury, uh, and Dawson Knox uh, has a concussion. So uh, three injuries there. Vegas side of things, kind of same thing. I mean, we saw uh, Ruggs and Edwards, both questionable. Uh, Renfro stepped up. They took Waller out of the game. So uh, Derek, we'll go to you here. You know, Buffalo can be can be beaten in the middle of the field. Uh, is this a game where we trust any of these uh, 
pieces like Renfro coming off that big game? Does Waller bounce back? Uh, and then Buffalo, Josh Allen just continues to impress. Do we just continue playing him here against Vegas? Yeah, for the Raiders, I mean, their best chance of winning this game is going to be to give the ball to Josh Jacobs 30 times. Um, you know, the linebackers are really good uh, for Buffalo. I know they gave up that big game to Jasicki, but they were missing both of their star linebackers. They got them back last week, and they held uh, Higby uh, in check. So don't really want to play Waller here. Uh, they have an elite cornerback in Tredavious White, so don't really want to play anybody on the outside either. So uh, Josh Jacobs in tournaments is somewhat interesting. I think that's how they'll be able to keep this game close if they do. And then for the Bills side, you can play everybody. You know, Josh Allen, 300 yards uh, passing for the third straight game, 12 touchdowns already. He's getting the Cam Newton treatment near the goal line. Uh, you can pair him up with Diggs. Certainly don't mind going back to him. You know, had a tough matchup against Ramsey last week and technically scored three touchdowns. Two of them just ended up getting called back. So I think he's interesting. And then uh, if Moss is out again, Singletary should be in a really good spot. Raiders dead last in DVOA against the run, and they've allowed the most fantasy points to running backs this season. So uh, Singletary, he's going to get some goal line work uh, stolen by Allen, but uh, he did get a carry from the one. It didn't get in there, but uh, still had 13 carries, five targets. I think uh, 20 touches against Oakland's a, a great deal at that price point. Yeah, I love the Buffalo side of things here. You know, you mentioned Singletary look good if Moss is out. We talked to Allen, Diggs. Uh, let's not sleep on Gabriel Davis, super cheap. Another guy Chop's going to be very familiar with, uh, a standout in college. Uh, 3,200 on DraftKings looked good uh, when he got his opportunity. Even a Cole Beasley, uh, boring play, no doubt, but maybe a cash game guy that uh, if Brown's out, we know he's going to get targets and, and always seems to put up numbers. Uh, he's only 4,700. So uh, mainly Buffalo for me. Uh, I'm not trusting Jacobs in this matchup. I'm not buying Renfro's big game. And, uh, Waller, again, bounce back spot, but Derek, you mentioned Buffalo, uh, very good against the tight end. So uh, chop all Buffalo for me. Agree, disagree, and anything on the Vegas side standing out? Uh, I like Buffalo, and it's hard not to like Buffalo in the spot. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess when we talk about the, the Vegas part of it, it's, it's a little troublesome for me to look at a team that's coming off of a really, really big win, an emotional win, you know, with the way they won it at the end. And, and then now you got to fly across country to take on the lowly Raiders who aren't really, you know, uh, probably on the top of your totem pole. So I, I don't know, man. It could be a letdown spot, at least for first quarter, first half maybe, and you never want to put yourself behind the eight ball. But you know, Stephon Diggs is, is going to be the guy this year in that offense, so he's in play, Devin Singletary. And then if John Brown is out or limited, which we would assume he's limited because he relies on speed a lot anyway, Colt Beasley's gotten six or more targets in every game this year, yet nobody ever talks about him. Or, and he had a really good year last year. He's kind of picked up there. So don't mind Colt Beasley. You said Gabe Davis, great sleeper if John Brown is going to be out fantastic sleeper they want to get the ball in his hands regardless he's a playmaker so I think he makes for a great sleeper and on the flip side I just don't want to play many Raiders I mean I know it it's a high total here and they have a fairly good team total but they just don't interest me it's Josh Jacobs I think they can shut Josh Jacobs down the uh, rookie wide receivers don't do it for me not with Derek Carr there and and then you're pinning your hopes to Darren Waller who I think Buffalo uh knows to key in on kind of like the Patriots did last week, just kind of key in on Darren Waller and, and then you can shut down the offense. So and the Raiders just don't interest me that much. All right. How about betting wise? We got Buffalo minus three, 52 and a half on the total. I mean, take uh Buffalo having a, a very sluggish first half. So I'm going to take the under that's, that's my, that's my point game point. I'm going to go Buffalo. The line feels a little bit low, so you always uh, worry about that. I think this line does creep up a little bit. We, we did see Vegas have a spirited effort at home uh, against a pretty good Saints team, but I just – Buffalo, the much better team here, and maybe they do start off slow, but I don't know how Vegas is going to slow this offense down. Buffalo, the better defensive team. Uh, give me the bills here. Hopefully it's not the, the fish play at only minus three. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, this is the Vegas trap right here. Yep. Um, I want the Bills, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the Vegas Raiders in plus three. All right, last game for us uh, should be a good one: New England and Kansas City. Injury wise, uh, we're just keeping an eye on James White. We know the unfortunate situation there. Uh, we'll see if he returns this week. But 
Uh, we did see Rex Burkhead kind of step in and have a huge game. I know a lot of people are going to are going to go back to that. I am fine not playing Rex Burkhead this week, even if James White is out. Kansas City uh, looked like the Super Bowl champs uh, and, and got it done. Tough game at Baltimore, but that offense looked phenomenal, led by Patrick Mahomes and his five touchdowns. So, Derek, we'll go to you here. A big total game. Uh, Mahomes coming off that big game. The offense looked good. Close us out here for week four, Patriots and Chiefs. So before we do that, is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, did they just not pronounce the H? Or is that just a, a Monday night broadcasting thing? They kept calling him Hilaire. Yeah, I was like, who the hell's Hilaire? It's Hilaire, man. There's yeah, that's no how it's, eel, that's right. Eel. Yeah, Hilaire. It like just sounded eel. weird. I've always heard it Hilaire. Um, anyway, uh, I do love a running back in this game. It's not Rex Burkhead or Sonny Michelle. It is Hilaire. Um, 14 targets the last two games. Averaging 18 carries a game. Uh, he's only had one touchdown so far. He's going to be a workhorse each and every week. Just love the spot for him. Um, and his, his price is only going to go up from this point. You can obviously play, you know, Mahomes and any of those pass catchers, Hill, Kelsey. Uh, you can stack them up any which way. And on the Patriots side, yeah, Cam Newton in a spot where the Pats need to score a bunch of points is uh, certainly intriguing as well. Uh, you can Edelman actually leads the team in their yards. Uh, and then Bird, he's playing every snap right now. Um, so he's certainly going to be interesting moving forward. Nikhil Harry gets a lot of those short targets. Uh, we thought of him as more of a deep threat guy, but uh, they're using him like on two-yard routes every time. So he's going to have a lot of, uh, you know, high likelihood of success type of receptions in this one, especially if they are trailing. And, uh, yeah, if White's out, you can go to Birdhead, but I would just rather pay a little bit more to get uh, CEH on the other side. All right, Chop, close us out here, Patriots and Chiefs. Well, uh, at least we get a good game as one of the three in the afternoon because, uh, yeah, the NFL is really dropping the ball. I understand when there's a lot of bye weeks and there's just not that many games to only have three, but, man, there's plenty of games. You should have more than three this week. But uh, the Patriots, Cam, I'll take Cam Newton. And I guess I could, I could be talked into Julian Edelman, but the rest of those guys don't intrigue me on the Patriots side. Because uh, like we saw on Monday Night Football, this Kansas City defense is real, man. It's really good. That's what's going to make them so tough to beat. I guess why they're so, such heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But it's a good defense. On the flip side, yeah, I mean, take them all. I like, I like, I like the call on Edwards Hilaire. That's Edwards Elaire. That's where I would be. That that's Biden. Mahomes is always good though, but I don't know, man. You know, you're coming off of a game against Baltimore on the road, and you're like you're just so much better than everybody else in the NFL. I think. Where's the motivation at? There's, it's, you got to fall off some games. I think so. Maybe this is one where Mahomes just kind of doesn't do the full Mahomes thing, and and they they ride out the running back. So I'll take the running back here. That'd be my preferred play. Yeah, I like that call. I think everyone's going to go to Mahomes, and I'm not against that, but maybe they go in cruise control here uh, against this Patriots defense, who 25th overall DVOA uh, defensively. So uh, they had a lot of losses uh, before the season. We know that, and uh, not looking good so far. So I think this Chiefs offense is going to be able to do whatever they want, and I think Clyde Edwards Elaire will be the forgotten man here. So uh, love that call. All right, Chop, we got Chiefs minus seven at home. 53 and a half on the total. Ooh, boy, I'll tell you, this is a tough one. I'm going to take the under, and it's a, that's a tough call, but I'm going to take the under. I'm under as well. I, I just don't this, I don't think New England is going to put up a bunch of points here. The Chiefs' defense is better than people realize, and you know, if they're running the ball a lot, and I, I'm going to go under here as well, you know, and, and talk about over under last night, man, on the Monday night game, you know, a lot of people were sweating that bad boy and uh, yes, that one extra point miss uh, cost some money and swung a lot of things. So uh, just, uh, just something that was kind of funny to watch uh, the NFL Al Vegas uh, always seems to be right on that number, but uh, for this game, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go under Derek. What do you got? Just to be a little different, I'll take KC. I think New England keeps it close for three quarters, and I think KC pulls away. All right, boys, uh, we got through the main slate. Again, if you're looking for Sunday night and Monday night, I know Chop is doing videos once again this week, so keep an, or this season, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, he'll have you covered on, on all that with his rotating cast of characters on those videos. They've been great. Boys, any final thoughts here? Again, no, nothing – COVID related yet that, that we did as of this recording. So let's just hope uh, things go well. We get a week four and, and there's nothing major 
groundbreaking here that, that kind of breaks the slate. But uh, final thoughts here overall week four. Derek, we'll start with you. Yeah, for all of our listeners, you could spend your time listening to any hundreds of podcasts breaking down each week. So uh, thank you for listening uh, each and every week. We really appreciate you. And yeah, we have a bunch of free content uh, on the site. I think the grind down has been free the last couple of weeks. The first look's always free. And then if you can join us for the premium content, ton of great stuff uh, there as well. So thanks. And uh, yeah, check out all of our other stuff. Agree completely. And I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out and wanted to help out uh, with the betting picks. Uh, that was big. We appreciate that. Everybody that leaves the comments and reviews, uh, we see it. So all, all seven of you that listen, we're, we're hoping to bump that number up. Uh, to 10, but in all seriousness, I want to say the same thing. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, it should be a fun week. Uh, looks like a fun slate of games, a lot of high totals here. So uh, get creative, keep an eye on those ownership numbers, and uh, let's go crush it this week. Chop, final thoughts here, week four. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out before we got out of here. A little, little shout out to my little son, Davis Maddock, who he just needed daddy's help to get him a little GPP extra bankroll there. So good job, Davis. Hashtag daddy's help. Way to go, Davis. All right, for Head Chopper, for Notorious IM Beer, saying salut. Thank you, as always, for listening. Good luck this week, and we'll see you next week.